This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, my beautiful people. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina. I hope everybody is having a tremendous and a fabulous day so far. And yes, your day is about to get better because you're about to listen to an awesome episode with Michael Ellen Tate. So, Michael, you guys have been on the show two times before. We actually had him recently when the whole coronavirus situation hit when we talked about rebuilding your career during coronavirus, and that is episode 57, so make sure to check that out, as well as the other one is the episode 37, so 57 and 37, (laughs) where he talks about his book, The White Shirt, and he actually goes ahead and helps everybody with his strategy of don't ask for a job, ask for advice technique. So that is a very, very good technique, I'll tell you guys. And it actually helps you not only be considered for a job, but it actually helps you as a person as well to see if the job that you thought you wanted, if you really wanted it. We all been at that position at some point. But today's episode It is different and it is a celebration because Michael is bringing to life his third book, you guys, Roll Up Your Sleeves. And as you can tell from the title of the book, you need to roll up your sleeves and get to work. But we do live in a constant changing world. So that's what the book is focused on, you guys, how to roll up your sleeves by living and leading in a constant changing world. So Without any hesitation, I just want to give you guys a little bit of refresher about Michael. He works with successful executives, entrepreneurs, and technical professionals who are seeking a simple action-focused plan to effectively manage a career transition. So, I feel like you can relate with this right now. I mean, everything is going on in the world. We definitely need somebody to help us keep a very simple action-focused plan. With over 20 years of experience as a career consultant, Michael Allen Tate knows that busy people want to navigate the murky waters of transition as quickly and effectively as possible. And he would be able to do so by helping you create your one-page plan in just 24 hours, you guys. And... I will say I'm a witness of this. It definitely works. Please go ahead and contact Mike at www.michaelalente.com, you guys, to schedule a call with him. He's actually offering free calls right now for 15 minutes call, so definitely go ahead and do so. But without losing any time, I definitely want to let you guys enjoy this episode and let us know how you like it. Contact Michael at michaelalente.com, and I'll attach all the information below as well. Enjoy! So thank you so much, guys, for investing your time to RM Podcast FL. Just like I mentioned on the bio, today's guest speaker is with Michael Allen Tate, which he has been on the show twice before, but we have some exciting news now. So I wanted to welcome you back to RM Podcast FL. Michael, how are you today? Great, Romina. So good to see you again. This is getting to be a habit. I know. Well, it's like every time we, you, we have you on the show, something big is happening. Yeah. Like the first time 
um, on the episode 37, we talked about asking for an advice and not a job. Right. And I leveraged that a lot myself personally, and it actually benefited me a lot in my career. So did a lot of my friends. But we also had you before the whole situation with Corona was hit, like right as it hit for people yeah. to rebuild their career. And mm -hmm. now you have also another news coming out. You have a new book launching out. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was I have a new book called Roll Up Your Sleeves, Leading and Living in a World of Constant Change. This book was actually supposed to come out in November of this year. And my publisher called and said, we need to get this thing out now because the world's changed and people need this information. So that was a good surprise. Kind of put us in a stretch here to get it out. But yeah, it'll be out today. Isn't that crazy? I know. That's exciting. And I'm not going to spoil the book. I had the pleasure of reading it. And thank you for allowing me to read it prehand. And you guys, I have to say, this book is amazing, especially in the times that we live nowadays with constant change. I mean, just the last two months, there's so many changes going on. Like, I cannot even keep a track anymore. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about the book. How did the idea came about? Because you have Design a Life That Works. You have the white shirt book. How did World Up Your Sleeves came about? Well, the white shirt was about finding your ideal career. And when you find your ideal career, most careers don't stay ideal very long. A change comes. So this book's about that. I chose the name Roll Up Your Sleeves because it's an, a metaphor for the book itself, but also it's just a catchy title. And we've heard it all our lives. You know, our parents, our bosses, our friends say, well, there's a big change, but roll up your sleeves and get on with life. And we all know that it's not that easy. So Roll Up Your Sleeve teaches and explains to people that we all have unique pace and rhythm that we roll up our sleeves as change happens. So that's kind of what the book's about. So throughout the book, we have four characters, which you show how all of them kind of adopted to the change throughout the storyline. Right. Now, what are the steps, for example, if I want to roll up your sleeves, is it mentally I have to prepare myself and then just do it? Or like, what are the right steps for me to roll up my sleeves and get to action? Yeah. Well, the, the book helps us understand how to move through emotions of transition. So there's a difference between the main point of the book is there's a difference between change and transition. You hear those used interchangeably all the time, but our definition is change is an event, something that happened. Transition are the three phases of emotions every person goes through. And those are resisting, where you, have, you go through shock and denial, you resist, you get sick, you experience all of depression, those kind of things. Then you start exploring. The second phase is exploring, where you explore new ideas and new thoughts. And then you can maybe go back to resisting. And then you go to committing, which is the third phase, which is when you uh, commit to a new idea we we call it getting in your promised land and you begin to move forward to with new goals new exciting ideas and so that's kind of and we offer practical tips of how to do that in the book uh, some things you can do and understand to get through it. but everyone goes through those three phases and one of the most dangerous things that happens is in changes a change happens and then someone says well i'm over it and i've moved on i'm committed that's called the tarzan swing you know, we, we say we're there, but we're not because we all, at some point in the future, you will go through that shock, that denial, that getting sick, all those things happen. But we all go through it in different ways, but we have to realize everyone goes through transition. 
when a change hits, it's just when do they do it? So it's very important, the process and the lead time from one step to the other in order for you to roll up your sleeves. Mm -hmm. But as a leader, what can you do to help somebody pro like transition from yeah. those phases as, as, as fast as possible, smoothly and successfully? Yeah, by asking questions. You can't push people through transition. You have to just guide them through because they're going to move through it their own way. But so if somebody's in shock and denial and those kind of things, those at that point, you just kind of need to leave them alone. But then, um, then in, when they're in that phase, you ask them a question like, how do you feel like this went? What was, what were you disappointed about? What was good about what happened? So people begin to process their thoughts about that. And then as, as they move so you see them kind of moving forward and, and they, they'll get sick and they'll get depressed, but you just keep saying, so tell me what you've learned. So there you're just trying to move them into exploring new ideas. So the next question would be, so what are some ideas you have for yourself or the team as we move forward? What are some new goals you've been thinking about? So you just ask people questions and help them move forward. And we always know when people get close to being committed or rolling up their sleeves all the way, because they begin to be thankful, you ask them, so what are you, what are you grateful for now? And they start talking about positive things. And that's the sign that people are moving to that last phase and their sleeves are up, rolled up all the way and they're ready to go forward. Thankfulness is always the key to everything. So I personally have been through these three phases myself, multiple mm -hmm. times, I would say, uh, mm -hmm. because in the 11 years in America, I've experienced myself so many different careers yeah. that finally kind of like taking a little bit from each career, I know exactly what I want now and I'm mastering my craft. But I, I love how you broke it down because thinking back at it, it was the denial, the resistance, it was the denial, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. But this doesn't work if you do it yourself. You need somebody to guide you through this. You need a partner to help you through this. You do. Yeah, one of the there's 10 observations that the four guys make throughout the book about what they learned. And observation number, number nine is self-counseling doesn't work. When change happens, you are your worst counselor. It's kind of like from the white shirt. You know, we said find a friend to help you walk through that. But instead, you know, just find someone who will listen to you, who's not trying to fix you, who will just listen to you tell your story, because you just need to kind of talk about how you feel and what happened and find a friend who can ask some good questions around that. And, uh, but if you go it alone, you'll go fast, but you'll probably crash. But if you go together, you'll go far and, uh, and heal. So that's a main principle in the book is finding someone you can't, isolation is not the place to be. And you are not the person to give you advice. So you're right about that. So, so that's one of the main points in, in the book is to, you know, two are better than one so we can help each other through. So. And you also on the book, you have this emotional graph, which change, of course, we are emotionally wired mm -hmm. as much as sometimes we try to find a balance, the great balance between logic and emotions. And I love that graph because as a visual person, I can see, like, I can kind of catch myself where I'm at and what do I need to do. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you how we can control our own emotions during this high moment, such as a big change, or for example, just the last two months, so many changes, how we can inner control it, even though self-counseling doesn't work, what can we do to control it ourselves at a certain point? Yeah. 
well, everybody has a different personality. So different personalities need to do different things. And as a matter of fact, on the book website, there's a little quiz that tells you about your change management style. And, and when you take the little quiz, it'll say you're either like one of the four characters in the book, you're either like Cyrus or Gage or Bram or one of those guys. And they and it'll give you specific things you can do based on your approach to change. You know, like uh, someone like me, you know, what I need to do is to, uh, I do need to spend more time by myself, but also I would do something like I start, I, I've started writing more, I've started doing art, I do puzzles, those kind of things. Other people like uh, Gage in the book, who's a real controlling guy, needs to tell people he doesn't need to go out as much anymore. He needs to stay with himself, but he needs to put together a structure, you know, some kind of project he's doing step by step. So everybody has their own unique personality. And like I said, do the little, it only takes you two minutes to do the quiz and you'll find out what you can do personally to help yourself move forward. And um, I actually did take the quiz and I think it was helpful because I'm different and my brother, for example, is different. And this way we can kind of help each other intertwine and kind of know how we can help one another. And yeah, the quiz was very simple, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, you know, it's just something free for people to do and kind of gives you a, a thought in some, some real, but it's real practical helps in there. So the other thing is, you know, in the white shirt book, we talked about career purpose. And that it, uh, once we find our purpose in our career and our lives, it never changes. So I was talking to a guy the other day and he, he's on, he was kind of having a tough time. And I said, I said, do you remember when you really figured out when you were, what, what your career was and what you love to do? He said, yeah, I was walking in a, in an old warehouse and I met a guy and he talked to me and asked me to help him with some things. He was an attorney, help him solve some problems. And he said, I began talking to him and I realized in that moment, this is, uh, this is what I was born to do. So when, whenever change hits, you need to go back to your purpose. Remember what that is because it doesn't change. And also your values. What are those core values that you live and breathe and drive you? And so that's why, you know, doing the little white shirt book first, you already have sort of a map there that helps you come back to something that's going to stay constant when change and all this stuff changes all around you. So you can come back and say, that's me. I can stay this way, even though the world changes. That's what I would an idea to throw out at you. And no, I would fully agree with it. As a person that have actually read both of the books, I feel like it's part one and part two. And mm -hmm. you learn throughout each process because growing up, like, I feel like the guys just grew up, found their, you know, they're successful, what they're good at. Are they a thinker, a doer, a talker, like whatever, whatever yeah. they were great at. And then based on that, now you grow and you need to see, how can you manage yourself? How can you manage your work, your profession throughout this constant changes in the world? Right. And one other thing that kind of really the secret, if you really want to get through a tough time, one of the principles in the book or observations is helping another person get through their transition is the best way to get through yours. So, you know, sometimes when we get in these states, we're all concentrated on ourselves and the more you concentrate on just you, the more depressed you get. But you find, you'll find someone probably with a little, few more troubles than you have and just go out and help them and you'll find yourself healing and getting back to yourself a lot quicker than if you try to do it, trying to think it through. You know, just do something to help somebody and magic starts to happen.
Is that because you know things in theory, it's just not as easy to self-act on the what you know sometimes? Well, when you when you serve someone else, you forget about your own troubles. And so that's the point of that is if you feel if you're feeling depressed, go help someone else. And uh, it'll it'll just, you know, I think that's just sort of a universal law. You know, if when uh, I know I know myself, I, you know, if I look out in the world, there's people who have a lot more things to deal with than I do. You know, you're that's why during this uh, uh, this whole ep this situation we're in. You see all these people going out, giving food to those who don't have it, getting out and realizing that, uh, you know, you really have, it, it gives you a way to start counting your blessings when you start seeing other people who need help more than you do. So that's what we're all, if we're helping other people, we, we forget about our troubles and we get back to who we are pretty quick. That's what we're all made to do. It's a big circle. You help somebody <laughs> and somebody helps you because they have, it's a whole big circle. It just keeps going. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now, so this is a situation that I ran into recently, right? Okay. Um, I know, like I mentioned earlier, we're emotionally wired people. And I had a client that I talked to recently that an issue of hers had her so overwhelmed that she forgot about her analytical and her um her her logical skills and she's very great at it she is a financial advisor and she's really great, great at it and this was kind of like a hard conversation for me to have with her how to get rid of this emotions because coronavirus situation hit and she just needed to restructure herself mm -hmm. um, she was in the resistant but kind of trying to jump to the um to the committing step how dangerous is that to skip that exploring step during the phases? Uh, well, um, it's a natural thing to do. So I wouldn't, I would help her understand that. Uh, one of the things I found very helpful, I, I had mentioned before years ago, I used to work with people who had lost their jobs. That's one of the reasons that helped me write that book, uh, The White Shirt about finding your career. And I would take this graph that you see in this book. This is this graph I've used forever and I would, bring it out and I would say, uh, these are the things people go through, this visual wave you're looking to hear, where are you right now? And they would, like your friend would probably say, well, you know, I'm kind of in this chaotic, depressed place right there. And then you say, well, so where, can you remember when you went through shock and when you went through that? Now, do you see these other things that are on here? So it, it, somebody as logical as her needs to see something logical. And so, and I do want to emphasize here now, there, there are states of depression. This book is not a clinical book. It's just practical ideas. Some people get clinically depressed and they need a counselor. And I'm not saying that is not what this book's about, but my recommendation always is, as I, I and I talk about it in the book, go to my website, download the, the little chart and show your friend and say, where are you today? Where were you last week? Where do you think you'll be in the future? So that's would be my thought on that. If somebody, especially if she's an accountant or an analytical person, she needs to see, oh, there's a process. And one of the things is, you know, if a process matters to people, but then they can say, okay, I'm going to feel that way. What I'm going to feel like that, and it's okay. That's part of what the having that wave of emotions to show people in a graphic way helps them say, okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling like that, but that's the way I'm supposed to feel right now. So. And then, like I said, listen to them and ask them questions about the future. And it helps them start to move forward. 
I like that. I like them actually, because that not only it kind of is a visual to where they are in the process, but actually is a lot of accountability towards where do you see yourself? Yeah. Like, like knowing the graph, like what was a good highlight and how do we get there? Mm -hmm. uh, this way looking, I like that. Again, visual person. So my brain is looking at the chart and mm -hmm. I'm thinking that is actually a very great example. And I mean, like, like we're mentioning here, guys, these are some very key fundamental things to cover while living in a constant changing world. Um, I mention this all the time, technology changes nonstop, which changes jobs and everything. But just the, just the virus situation itself has changed us a lot, has challenged us at the same time. Yeah. So we have to build, like Michael was saying, we have to build a right strategy towards leaving and leaving during yeah. those time frames. Right, and and one of the main uh, kind of the core value in the book came from uh, I was at a hotel about last year one day, and I was thinking about this book and getting these principles together. And I walked down to the lo to the lobby, and they had the free breakfast you know they have at the hotels, <laughs> and there was a little chalkboard sitting over there and it said everyone has unseen battles they are fighting be kind and i remember seeing that and when i read that that day i thought you know that's kind of the core of what this book is about because to help people get through as a leader you're trying to help someone get through this or a friend you know it's easy to say why are you feeling that way you need to you should you ought you must those kind of terrible judgment words we do for people but to realize that everyone has these unseen battles they're fighting and to be kind but also to speak truth so and 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 if you show them these tools they're able to start talking about those battles they're fighting and once they speak them out then they become a lot smaller so the your job as a friend or a boss is just to help people speak it'll have a conversation about transition because you can't push people through it you can only help them talk them way their own their own way through that so yeah. and this is also a book that you need to read with a friend as well <laughs> absolutely so uh, i actually have a friend of mine that is uh, pre-ordered the book so i'm like can you just read it you know already it's launching today can you just read it so we can talk about this and talk about both of the books <laughs> yeah yeah, it is. A, you know, we should have thought about that as you know, the other book was the only career book ever designed to be read with a friend. And this one actually is 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 made to, you know, well, the world's made to be done with a friend, right? Everything, everything is because uh, uh, that's the way things work. So it's more enjoyable with the uh, with a good partnership throughout the, you know, throughout right. everything. So yep. now, Michael, your first book, I felt like you were Cyrus yeah and this book would you say you're cyrus again or you're a mixture of each character from the from the characters uh no uh you know every every book's about the person that wrote it people in their lives there i mean all these people are that i have names are people i've known and i'm still cyrus i mean i'm still that same personality i'm still you know in the, in the I, I still wear blue buttons on my shirt, which means I'm a creative storyteller, literary person who likes to design things and likes an environment where I spend a lot of time alone. And uh, and I think and I write just like Cyrus did. So yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'll always be Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> and you, um, you recently also started, um, started a podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, I started a podcast called Small Time Leaders. I was been thinking about this podcast, doing a podcast. People encouraged me to do a podcast because I was on a bunch of them. And I thought, well, I don't want to do a podcast because all you do is listen to people brag about themselves like I'm doing right now on, <laughs> on your podcast. And I thought, well, what if I had a podcast where people would come in and tell about other people in their lives that, that changed, that did something that changed them forever? And so, uh, so I just, so I was thinking about small time leaders and I was having my devotion uh, in the morning and I always play a song when I do that, uh, a Christian song. And the song went off and I was thinking about this podcast asking God, you know, should I do this or not? And the song that came on next out of the blue for no reason whatsoever was it's a small world. And I thought, well, that's my song. That's really what this is that we all have people in our lives that do small things that change us. So that's what my podcast is. It's 10 minutes. It's only 10 minutes. And you hear a story that about from someone, an accomplished person and Romina has been on it. And she told a story about some people in her lives that made it. So it's really kind of an uplifting 10 minute, thing to listen to if you're kind of down listen to that and you'll find something that you can identify with because we've all had those uh silent heroes that have come behind us and before us and prepared the way and said those little things that made a difference so i'll be and it makes you think about being a small time leader doing small things to help other people that's kind of the purpose of the podcast so thanks for asking about that romina Absolutely. Um, I actually will be honest. So I had a conference recently where I talked about building long lasting relationships. And one of the points that I cover was growing through significant emotional events, because one of your episodes was about it. And it actually made me think a lot of how we can grow through through events, positive or negative, how we can help each other. And I, I love that episode. Um, I've listened to it all, but I've loved that episode just because it made me think a lot of it. And you guys, you definitely should listen to the episode. It's only 10 minutes. Not like our own podcast, because sometimes it's 30 minutes or an hour <laughs> where, we get, where we go ahead and talk about a lot more in depth. But this is a really good one. Um, it just touches on very, like every episode has a different message, which yeah. I, I love that going through significant emotional events, honestly, that's. That's one of my top favorites, I would have to say. Yeah, that was Bill McGrain. His father was a mentor to me. And, uh, and Bill, yeah, significant emotional events is, a, if you look at the three letters, it's S-E-E. It makes you see things in a different way. And, oh. Uh, so, um, so you go from, I say, you go from a, a point of view to a viewing point when you look through the significant emotional events that have occurred in your life. In, you have an opportunity to make a decision of seeing things differently. So that's what that little acronym is. I use it a lot in my coaching practice with people to get them to realize they had a choice when they saw this, what are they going to do with it? So yeah, that a bill is amazing. He is just an amazing, gosh, he's a global leader. He works with leaders all over the world. I was so honored to have Bill McGrain's son, Bill Jr. On, that's who I interviewed that day. So yeah, he's a great guy. I hope you will listen to that one. Yeah, what I'll do, you guys, is that we're mentioning a lot of cool, awesome details. So I'm going to attach along on the podcast episode, um, the Roll Up Your Sleeves with Michael. What's the website again? Right, for the for Roll Up Your Sleeves book. RollUpSleeves.com. Perfect. And then we have the podcast. So I'll attach the information for that here as well, you guys. Now the book is out today. 
this is an exciting day. May 26th. Congratulations. Thank now, you. I feel like I got to know you a little bit. I don't think this is the last book that you're going to write, is it? Oh, no. There's another one already, uh, already uh, about halfway done. Yeah, it's another one in this series. This is a trilogy. Uh, that's I know three. I had three books. So there's three of three that will complete this trilogy. So it's uh, on its way. It'll be out next year and uh, we'll it has to do with the white shirt as well, sort of like this one did, roll up your sleeves. So, and that one's going to have something to do with a pocket. And I'll tell you more about that as we get closer to the book title. I'm excited. So yes, we definitely need to buy both of the books, white, uh, the white shirt and roll up your sleeves. And that's why you would be having the whole bundle, you guys. Yeah. Um, I'll attach all the information as well. And Michael, where can people get a hold of you if they want to have a quick call with you or if they have questions sure. and they want to know more about you? Yeah, the simplest way is to go to my website, which is Michael Allen, A-L-A-N, Tate, T-A-T-E dot com, Michael Allen, Tate uh, dot com. And you can uh, get in touch with me there. My phone number is listed there as well. And my email address, my phone number is 205 five three three zero four two nine but uh, go on there and you can find a place to click and you can set an appointment with me you can schedule a 15-minute chat with me it's right there on the website and love to talk with anyone who would be interested in i can help you in any way be glad to awesome well i have to say it's been a pleasure and it's been amazing having you on the podcast again and i'm sure we're going to have you on the podcast soon too i feel like with everything going on right now with constant changes. I mean, whenever the coronavirus said you were one of the first people that I thought, how do we rebuild career during those times? Because yeah. it's really hard. But I've asked you before, what's your personal definition of success? Mm -hmm. And we've heard it, but I have a different ending question for you. Yeah. I wanna ask you, what is your personal definition of a successful career? Yeah, I, well, it kind of goes back to the story I told you about the young attorney that was out in the back of the barn talking to a, a farmer who needed some advice on getting out of a legal issue. And as he talked to him, he realized I was made for this. And I, when, you know, when, you, uh, when you ever have that kind of feeling, you, you know you're in the right spot. And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, my book tells you that all, you know, getting into that career comes from looking inside of you and saying, you know, uh, what are those innate gifts and talents I use that are just like breathing to me? And, uh, you know, that's, and for me, that's, that's what it is. I mean, for me personally, is that when I've seen someone's eyes light up, when I talk about uh, finding your career and they go, all of a sudden they just go, oh my gosh, that is what I've always just naturally done. I, nobody ever let me see because I do, when you do things so well, you don't even notice it. So it's uh, when you can, and it always takes somebody else to tell you that because what you do best is invisible to you. So find somebody and say, so what do you, you know, when you, when, when am I kind of most alive? And they'll, people will let you know, they know it, they can see it, uh, but we can't see it ourselves. It's really hard to do that. So anyway, that, I hope that was help. It's kind of confusing, but anyway. No, it actually, <laughs> it made me think a lot. Um, because that is so true we can like we can feel it but sometimes we can we cannot see ourselves in the mirror we don't have a mirror in front of ourselves to see where we're most you know vividful yeah. or most lifeful and that is so true to ask to ask your people you know closest to you or people that you deal with constantly where are you most alive to you know yeah. build your successful career 
that yeah. is that is very true thank you it just yeah. sorry my my mind to just start like yeah. picturing everything so yeah. yeah i know it usually comes from a story too i remember a little guy who had graduated from college i worked with one time he had a a degree in a oh gosh degree in finance and uh and i talked to him and i said tell me about growing up what you like doing and all he could talk about was building bridges and barns with his grandfather and I turned to him and I said, you are an engineer with a finance degree. He looked at me and he went, but I've already been through four years of this. And I said, but no, you know, you're an engineer. And uh, so he went, I uh, got him an internship in an engineering firm and they put him through school. Now he's uh, actually an engineer running all the uh, uh, solar projects, engineering solar projects for a huge utility company. And, you know, but our careers are in our stories. That's why it's so important to help people talk about those things they love from their past, because it always tells you about what you'll love in the future. So, but remember as roll up your sleeves is everything, what things, that ideal job, that perfect life, that perfect, whatever you had will change because the world will throw you a wicked curveball. So you just have to remember when that happens, take a breath. Remember, you'll go through these emotions, but you'll get back as long as you hang on to the things that don't change, which is your purpose in life. Thank you so much, Michael, for sharing that. I love the book. Every time I like every time I talk to you, I learn something new. You guys go to rollupsleeves.com to find more information about the book. Go ahead and order the book. And you said it's on Amazon, Barn and Nobles and local stores, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I, uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all all the booksellers that's out there, and I'd encourage you to check with your local booksellers because everybody supports your local community all you can. So if you can do that, I would appreciate that as well. Thank you so much, Michael, and thank you again for being a part of RM Podcast FL. Any last message you have for our audience? Remember, everyone has unseen battles; they are fighting. Be kind. Thank you, Romina. Thank you.